Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants and their upcoming series from a betting perspective over the course of the next few days. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. With the NBA Finals ending and the second half of the MLB season starting, there's still plenty of action to get involved with. And if you're a football better, there are a ton of futures and props that you could wager on as well. BetOnline has all of the latest odds and news and information for all your sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bambria Podcast. And before we end up going into the weekend breakdowns for the A's and the Giants like we normally do, we're going to quickly recap how we ended up doing last week. Overall, went 3-3, three and three, so kind of broke even, a little bit of a loss, but really nothing to write home about. Ended up talking about the Oakland series against Texas, and we said that Oakland would lose the first game with Irvin on the mound, and they did. Then we said Oakland would win the next two. They won the second one before losing the third one. So Oakland went one and two. We went two and one in that series. And then looking at the Giants, we thought the Giants would lose the first game to Colorado and then win the next two. And instead, the Giants won the first one, won the second one. No, sorry, won the first one, lost the second one, and ended up winning the third one. Of course, not including the Thursday game uh, because that was a four-game series there. But Oakland unlike the Giants, has really kind of fallen apart because after that Texas series, they have lost each of the first three games to the White Sox. Of course, there is a fourth game in the series taking place Thursday afternoon, but at time of recording, that game has not started yet, so I'm not going to be including that, obviously, in this breakdown. But the Giants, on the other hand, had a good series against the Mets, won two out of three, probably should have won all three, end up blowing a save in the ninth inning on Wednesday uh, before eventually losing in 12. But the Giants have still been playing really well. And the Giants are still in possession of first place with a couple of games in hand. So hopefully they're able to keep it rolling. 78-43, and 43, best record in the league. I'm sure that's not where a lot of people thought the Giants would be by when the season started. But this team's definitely not some flash in the pan. They've been dominant for about 121 games. I think they'll probably keep it rolling and at least make a playoff spot. But anyway, uh, circling back to the weekend, we only have three games to talk about. Which means one thing and one thing only. It means that Oakland is playing against the Giants. So... For that reason, uh, we don't we have half the games that we normally have to talk about. But we're going to start off talking about the Friday game, which is going to be taking place in the Coliseum at around 9.40 p.m. Eastern Time. And you have Alex Wood taking on Caprillion. And Caprillion, so far this season, has been good. Of course, he had that brief stint on the IL, but he ended up pitching uh, recently in his uh, one or two starts that he's made since coming back off the IL. And as a whole, he has been... Okay, I suppose. I mean, he got shelled against the Padres, which 
pretty much caused him to miss a couple of starts, four and a third innings, pitched six earned runs, then faced Texas twice, six innings, two runs, five and a third, three runs, and Oakland won both those games handily. So Caprillion's been okay. His road numbers have been a lot worse than the home numbers, which means, of course, that his numbers in the Coliseum are fantastic. 1.42 ERA, so he should probably look sharp in this outing. But Alex Wood is pitching for the Giants, and Wood has also been very good. I know that he ended up picking up a win against Colorado, and his last start ended up turning his record into 10-3, and which is very impressive. But you want to look at the overall numbers. Uh, his ERA on the road is not that great, 4.31, uh, 4.35. His record on the road is 3-1. and one. But the one impressive thing that I mentioned in the last video that I'm going to mention again is the fact that the Giants seem to pretty much always win his starts. Uh, the, the Giants have won a really, really impressive five in a row that he's pitched. Uh, they've won seven of eight. Uh, actually, yeah, seven of eight, eight of nine. Uh, yeah, you can just keep going, honestly. The Giants just fare well whenever he pitches. Now, I do kind of wonder if Oakland's going to be able to get back on track on the Thursday game. Because if they enter into this weekend series uh, with a five-game losing streak after getting a four-game sweep handed to them by the White Sox, I don't want to say that this team could potentially enter freefall, but this is dangerous territory because they are tied for the second wildcard spot with Boston after the Yankees passed everybody by winning six in a row. But... I'm going to go with the Giants in this one. At the end of the day, I just think the Giants are in much better form. Woods has had a ton of success, whether it's just his personal record or the fact that the Giants seem to score at least five runs every time he pitches. So I do think that Oakland might struggle in this spot, and I do think this game will be close, but I'm going to end up taking the Giants. I think they'll get it done in the series opener on uh, Friday night. But looking at the Saturday game, uh, you're going to look at a pitching matchup between Gaussman and Manaya. And both these pitchers have been struggling a bit lately. Now, Gaussman, of course, is still 12-5, and 2.4 ERA, still one of the favorites to win the Cy Young. But you're looking at Gaussman's recent performances, and he really has not been the same guy lately. Uh, to go through the numbers here, uh, he had two good starts out of his last three, but they were both against Arizona. So I'm not sure how much stocking put into those. But his last five starts, four and a third, six runs, four and a third, three runs, six innings, one run against Arizona, six innings, one earned run against Arizona again. Uh, so it was six and one, five and one against Arizona, and then a five and three against the Mets. So he's been okay. It's just he hasn't been his dominant self that you'd expect from a Cy Young candidate, a serious Cy Young candidate, and, and even potential front runner. So I am a bit concerned if maybe he'll regress, but that doesn't even that doesn't even stack up to the regression that Manaya has faced over the last couple of starts. Manaya was phenomenal for the majority of the season, and then for about the past month, it seems like he has hit a complete wall. And to go through his overall numbers, Manaya still solid on the season, a 3.77 ERA, 1.23 whip, but his last couple of starts have not been pretty. Last three, four and a third, five runs against San Diego, one and two thirds, three runs against the Indians, and five innings, seven runs against the Rangers. So he's really struggled, and do I want to exactly back him in this spot? No. Now his numbers, home and road ERA-wise, are basically exactly the same in terms of ERA, so not really a difference there, but... Gaussman and Benaya have both had their own struggles, but Gaussman's still been better. I'm going to lean to the over in this one. I'm assuming you'll get a low total because of the fact that Gaussman still has the reputation of probably warranting a 7.5 or an 8 for a total. I still like the over uh, just because of the fact that I don't really trust either pitcher in this spot, but I trust Gaussman more. I'm going to take the Giants to win the Saturday game. I think it'll be close, but Manaya, until he actually shows that he can regain his form, 
I gotta fade him because he has been really underwhelming for the last three starts. But anyway, looking at the series finale on Sunday, you have Montes taking on Logan Webb. And for this one, I'm going to take Oakland. Uh, Montes, at the end of the day, I know that his numbers have been worse than Logan Webb's this season. But Montes, I do think, has a bit more upside. I know the issue has been home runs allowed, which is a problem, considering the fact that the Giants hit a lot of home runs. But you look at the last couple of starts for Montes, and he's been pretty good. Uh, The last five starts, six innings, three runs against the Mariners, seven innings, no runs against the Angels, six innings, three runs against the Padres, six innings, one run against the Indians, and five innings, three runs against the White Sox. I I know, of course, the last one against the White Sox isn't great, but that White Sox lineup is very good. Five innings, okay, I, th- I consider that a mediocre start. But anyway, he's been pretty solid for about the past month, so I have faith in him in this one. Meanwhile, Logan Webb has been good too, so I'm not just going to roast him. Of course, Logan Webb with a 2.92 ERA and a 1.14 whip has been solid. Road numbers have been pretty underwhelming when you have a 2.92 ERA overall and a 4.2 ERA on the road. It means you kind of struggle on the highway, but he has been really, really good for the last month. Uh, to go through Webb's last five outings here, uh, six, uh, yeah, six innings, one run against the Dodgers, six innings, one, uh, six innings, one, uh, two earned runs, sorry, against the Astros, six innings, one run against the Brewers, six innings, no runs against the Rockies, and seven and a third, two earned runs against the Mets. So he's been very good, and the Giants have been insane whenever he pitches. The Giants have won 10 of his last 11 starts, which I know sounds absurd. That's because it does sound absurd, but that's the truth. So the Giants fare well, but the question is, do I actually think Oakland is going to go into true free fall? And do I think that Oakland is really about to implode, potentially fall out of a playoff spot here? And I think it's possible. Of course, the injury to Bassett is brutal for the actual team's future success. And uh, Loriano being out for a long time is also going to hurt. But for this one, I think it's a nail-biter. I like the under. I think you'll see a low-scoring game in which both pitchers should perform pretty well. But I'm going to go with Oakland. I think that Oakland's going to eventually have one game in the series where I think they'll just break through. I just think Oakland's too talented to get swept in this spot. I know the Giants are probably the overall better team, but the Giants' bullpen struggled in the last game against the Mets. I wouldn't be surprised to see if it's a 1-1 game, something like that. And then the Giants' bullpen potentially struggles late. But I... I'm going to take the Oakland A's in this spot. I think they'll win the series finale and avoid getting swept. So, uh, to quickly just go through some of the actual team breakdowns. I know we finished the breakdowns for the games pretty early because we have half the games we normally have to talk about. But anyway, looking at the Giants and the season breakdowns, of course the Giants have a ton of contributors, particularly for the home run department. And we're going to look at all the home run hitters and the order Leading the team in home runs, Brandon Crawford, and I'm sure a lot of people were relatively shocked that he had such a phenomenal season after a pretty underwhelming last couple of years, but Crawford is leading the Giants in every single major statistic. He's leading the team in batting average at 300, most home runs at 19, most RBIs 70, and that's also not even close. The RBIs are an absolute just blowout when it comes to team competition because he's got 70, second highest is Yastrzemski with 47, so he's really been the main cog when it comes to knocking runners in from scoring position. On base percentage, Crawford's 366, so he's in first, and also looking at hits, he is 104. So he's been a one-man wrecking crew, but looking at the rest of the team, Crawford has 19 home runs, Yastrzemski is 18, Belt has 16, Posey is 15, Flores is 15, Wade Jr. is 15, Dickerson is 13, Ruff has 13, 
Longoria has 10. So looking at the overall numbers here, that's pretty good. You got nine guys who have double-digit home runs, which kind of sums up why the Giants have been such a good power team all season long because of the fact that they have a lot of sources of the power. But Giants have been very good when it comes to hitting. We already know that. And Crawford being a 4.7 war player really is just the kind of production that you need, especially from a shortstop who's great defensively as well. So he's been a huge reason why if I had to pick one team MVP, I'd probably go Crawford just because of his overall impact. But looking at the pitching stats for the Giants, of course, they've been very good. When you're 35 games over 500, you're going to have good pitching numbers as well as good hitting numbers. And looking at the overall pitching numbers, I already went through some of the stats for some of the starters already. Gaussman's led the way, of course, when you have a tw- when you have 12 wins, 2.4 ERA, and you're one of the favorites to win the Cy Young. Of course, you're going to need to be mentioned first. Uh, Di Sclafani got injured in his last start, only pitched about an inning. Uh, he's had injury issues for the last month or so, so I'm kind of concerned about that moving forward. Alex Wood's been good. Cueto's been okay as a pretty, I'd say, serviceable 4-5 or five in most rotations. Logan Webb's been good, and the bullpen's been solid. You have Jake McGee, who has 26 saves. He's been solid, and you're looking at the ERA along with the overall saves, and yeah, he's been pretty good uh, looking at Jake McGee. Uh, to go through his actual numbers here, he has a 2.79 ERA, so he's been very solid. Uh, they got Rodgers, of course, as the eighth inning guy. He's been good as well. Uh, yeah, really not much else to add. I mean, this team's bullpen has been good. I'm sure a lot of you remember the Giants and how awful that bullpen was when this team was awful. About two, two three years ago, they had one of the worst bullpens in the league, and suddenly it all turned around. But Gaussman has been phenomenal. The rotation's been very good. And I do think that if the Giants want to hold off the Dodgers, which is going to be very tough because we all know how talented the Dodgers actually are, the pitching is going to need to hold up and the offense is going to need to keep hitting home runs. But I think Giants fans are a bit optimistic because the Giants have fared pretty well against the Dodgers head-to-head this season, which of course is going to be one of the important parts when it comes to holding off your other teams from catching you. But either way... That's going, to talk, that's going to pretty much do it for the Giants. Now, we're talking about the A's. A lot to go through with this team. Unlike the Giants, this team, of course, has a lot more holes. Whether it involves who's actually playing or just because of the injuries of the suspensions or just based on the fact that this team depth is kind of, I don't want to say non-existent, but it's not exactly a strength of the team. But to go through the numbers here, Matt Olson's pulling his own Brandon Crawford where he is leading the team in all five major offensive categories. Batting average, 279, home runs 30, RBI 79, on-base percentage 376, and hits 116. He's been the best player by far, and his war is 4.6. So, of course, with him being a fantastic first baseman defensively and a very good hitting first baseman, his war is going to be through the roof, and that's exactly what happened. But Chapman, of course, has been great in the field as he normally has, uh, 2.8 war, and he's still only batting 224. 18 home runs, 56 RBI, so he's been okay. Kind of struggling a bit at the plate when his on-base percentage is below 320, but the fielding has been phenomenal. You expect that with Chapman, and that's why his war has been very good. Other than that, though, I think one of the most underrated players on the team is Mark Kana, who uh, has a 2.7 war. Uh, you're looking at the numbers, 12 home runs, 42 RBIs, and he has an on-base percentage of 374. So he's been really good when it comes to actually just working counts and getting on base. He has 56 walks, so that's always going to pay dividends there. But... Going through the overall roster here, 
other than those guys, you don't really have many other options. I know Lowry's been okay at second base. I can't say he's been amazing. Loriano, of course, got suspended, which is unfortunate. Uh, yeah, basically it. Really a lot of underwhelming numbers. Marte's been very good since he got acquired, though, batting three fifty nine. So he's definitely done his part ever since coming over as a rental. Uh, but as a whole, this team really just needs more production when it comes to uh, not relying on the same two, three guys to pretty much carry you offensively every night. And that's been a huge reason why Oakland has struggled. Uh, look lately, uh, just looking at some of the guys that you kind of put stock in. Murphy at catcher has been kind of underwhelming. I know he's got 13 home runs, 53 RBIs. Good war at 2.5, but he's batting 220, 3, uh, 314 on base percentage is concerning. Seth Brown's batting 209. He, I don't think he's really done much. Moreland's been a non-factor. Piscotti's been a non-factor. And you mentioned Pinder, who's has a negative war. You can really just go down the line. A lot of guys here who have just kind of underachieved. But anyway, that's going to take us to the actual rotation, which could have some serious problems now because Bassett, I don't know if he's going to be out for the year, but you take a line drive to the face and you end up suffering fractures in your cheek, I'm going to assume you're going to be out for at least a month, not to mention the potential mental aspect of returning where you might have been able to throw pitches fearlessly in the past, and now all of a sudden you might have a thought in the back of your mind of a line drive coming back up the middle. So I am kind of going to wonder if Bassett will pitch again this season. I doubt it. But looking at the overall numbers, that's going to hurt because Bassett's leading the team in wins, ERA, and strikeouts. But everybody else has been okay. Montes has had his ups and downs. Irvin's had his ups and downs. Mostly good, but his overall record is a bit underwhelming, and he ended up struggling against the Rangers in his last outing. Manaya was very good for most of the season, but he's starting to fall apart, and Caprillion has been very solid. Of course, he came off the IL after a brief stint, but now he's back, and he's looked pretty good. So the starters have been good as a whole, but Bassett's clearly the best guy, and assuming he's going to be out for a while, you're going to have to get creative, and I'm not really sure what Oakland's going to do, uh, besides maybe call up a minor leaguer and hope he performs well, but they got themselves a problem, and I do think that might cause this team to potentially fall apart down the stretch. But it might be a battle between them and Boston for which team's going to fall apart more. Uh, but as of right now, Oakland has some tough work ahead of them, and we'll see what happens. But to quickly recap my thoughts on the three games this weekend, I like the Giants to win the game on Friday, the Giants to win the game on Saturday, and the A's to win the game on Sunday. That has been this installment of the Bed and podcast presented by Bet Online. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.